0: Hello, this is Adam Began, and I'm the host of Historically Haunted Show, where I talk about some very rare historical and haunted locations that I visited. I also interview some of the very best in the paranormal and cryptozoology field. So tune in every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Paranormal King Radio Network and prepare to be educated about the unknown. Hello, historians. Good evening, and um, welcome back to historically haunted show, uh, episode thirteen. Rather fitting, we have someone. I think, if you guys that don't know who we're talking to, you might as well just change the channel now. <laughs> um, I got a guest of mine that um, I call him a paisan because he's an Italian brethren. I've met him twice, and uh, and, and I consider him a good soul and a f- friend of mine, uh, Mister Tony Spera. How are you, sir? Hey, Adam. How are you tonight? Good to talk doing- to you. Oh, it's good to talk to you. I'm great. Um, How's Connecticut right now getting hit with the snow, too, like Maine is?
1: Yeah, we got a little bit of snow this morning. Uh, Where I live, uh, it's in New Milford, near Danbury, Connecticut. We got about four inches of snow, then ice, a little bit of ice on top of it, but not that bad, though. It wasn't that bad. The roads
0: are fine now. We're used to that being New England blood anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Tony, so I haven't seen you since the first annual War and Con, which was a smashing success. I think you'd agree to that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a great time. We uh, tried to plan it, you know, really well so it would go off go off well. And it did. And we had a, a really great response. We had, like, a uh, total for the two days about 2,200, 2,300 people. But that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a, you know, yeah. that's why we said to ourselves, I think we should expand it Go bigger and better and you know greater. So we're going to have it at the Mohegan Sun Casino in uh, Connecticut, the the Indian Casino, which has a big, big ballroom, eighteen thousand square feet ballroom. Wow. Or meeting room. That's where we're going to have it, and it's at the casino. So people like you know if they want to walk around a casino after they go through the vendors and the speakers and everything and and the museum. Oh uh, yeah. People have a good time, you know. It's, it's like there's so much to do there. So that's. That's why we picked it, and we figured it'd be a lot more room and a lot more easy to navigate, you know?
0: Absolutely. I think with the first one, you guys were kind of just testing the waters, and, and you didn't realize people were coming from California, Texas. People were coming from England. They come to the we're like, ah, there's
1: didn't, a little hotel uh, lobby.
0: Up. <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I, didn't, uh,
1: I didn't realize that people came from all over the place, Texas, crazy. California. You know, uh, one guy came from overseas somewhere. I can't remember what country, but he... He came from overseas, and I was like, I blew my mind that they spend that kind of money to come. But I guess they enjoyed it. I haven't hardly had any complaints. That people loved it.
2: Oh yeah, so that's
1: what made us. That's what made my team and I say, hey, let's let's go Mohegan Sun if we can, and we were able to to uh, get that that location for that day, October 29th.
0: October 29th, 2022, you know, me and Heather will be there. Everybody oh, listening, sure. oh, absolutely. Everybody listening, go to, I mean, if you haven't already, New England Society for Paranormal Research, that's Tony's uh, team's page. Obviously, and Lorraine started it, but Tony runs it now. Um, uh, Dr. Ware, W-E-A-R, that's Dan Riviera. That's Tony's right-hand man. We love Danny. Um, Danny, Chris Glorian, I mean, even uh, Eric Vitel, Jimmy Haunted, everybody was right there, very professional. It was such a great Event.
1: Well, I, yeah, I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have put it on without him because the, the planning that went into this thing. We see, we didn't like just say let's rent the place and then like see who shows up. It wasn't like that. It was like we had meetings every week to go over like you know ticket prices, who we're gonna have for speakers, who we're gonna have for security, what time the speakers are gonna speak, how many vendors, and what are they gonna sell, and what kind of mix of yeah. vendors should we have. The whole. Thing. Should we have? Uh, like, yeah.
0: Uh, it's, it's, so, so
1: we went crazy planning it for
0: like, <laughs> you know, months and months before. And now you're kind of getting at it probably earlier. And you know, like you said, you've got a bigger venue. You, it's just going to be your second one and you're already hitting out of the park. I've been to Mohegan Sun to see. Uh, I know you're into music. You're a Beach Boys guy and you love your little Italian Frank Sinatra and stuff. And I do too. Nice. But I actually went to Mohegan Sun to see Rob Zombie. You probably heard of him. He's like a horror oh, yeah. singer. Yeah, but uh, uh, Mohegan Sun, everybody, like Tony said, they got buffets and they got entertainment. They got all the bells and whistles so after yeah, the war comes, perfect got, place. they got a lot of slot machines poker
1: tables
0: great, great idea uh, you know, it's a casino. Me.
1: it's a regular casino but they got a lot of restaurants they got uh, a, sh- a mall there where you can oh go shopping high-end malls yeah beautiful beautiful kind of uh, different things that you could walk through <laughs> it's a very good experience
0: and so, a lot of yeah. parking. <laughs> yes, yeah, so,
1: and, and, and right, a lot of parking. So you're not going to be crowded in there, and you don't have to worry about it raining outside. Like when, when we were at the Waterbury one, we had to worry about people standing in the rain outside because, see, in the Waterbury this, uh, hotel, the Marriott, he, they told us, oh, you can only have 300 people in a room at one time. So I'm saying, okay, well, we maybe can handle that if we rotate in and out. It's going to be in and out. People come for a half hour, they leave, 10 minutes, they leave. But everybody showed up at once. At 10 oh my time. God! And so, so everybody, so we got nine hundred people in line, and we can only let three hundred at a time. And it started raining, so we figured this time it's going to be all inside and nobody has to wait outside. They can- That's
0: a low ball. I, there probably was twelve hundred. I know there's over two grand, but I mean, me and Heather showed up, and it was like the the it's like the Beatles showed up to play a concert. It was wrapped around the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know.
1: It, it was. It was. I didn't expect it to be like. I mean, I knew how many tickets we sold. We actually yeah. shut off. We actually shut off ticket sales. Wow. Uh, weeks before because we had too many. I got scared. I said, you know, even rotating in and out. I mean, how many people could we have in this little place that holds three hundred people at once? And so that's Mohican well, Sunville. They said you could have fifteen hundred at once.
0: Wow. So, so, wow. So, and you'll fill yeah. it. You'll fill it, bro. You yeah. know that. I hope so. Oh, um, um, real quick, Tony. I know you can't see it, but we do have a live chat. We've got about yeah. 10, 15 people in there. We have two sure. of your speakers in there. Well, one of them, uh, UFO Fred, Fred Richards, who keeps saying it was a great event. Walter. Yeah. Fred says he was... hi. Yeah,
1: he's a, he's a good guy.
0: He's listening. And also Danny Radical, Danny Perez, who does the coffin uh, Ouija boards and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's he good. in the hearse. He's a, yeah.
1: He's a, he's a good guy, too, and he, he's been through some health issues.
0: Yes, he's listening. Nice. He says hello, too.
1: That made me nervous when he's talking about his health. I think he's better now. I think he's better now. Well, I hope he shows up for the Mohegan Sun thing.
0: You hear he that, better Danny? A,
1: he, better bring, he better bring a lot of product. Uh, so,
0: you, know. You, you know, Tony, if I may just inflate your, your ego a little bit and kind of just cut you off, this is what draws me to you and Nesper and what – you guys are about because I see paranormal teams out there and I see people and it's all about the buck and it's all about the flashy and no one talks about God. No one talks about actually caring and you bring God into every investigation and right. you bring every, And honestly, I, I do it. I follow you like a little kid follows Hulk Hogan, I guess. Or you'll, I don't know, like Nesper to me and you and Dan and the whole crew and Judy yeah. Me and Heather, just, we couldn't be more proud to actually know you guys. And I, right well, now, I'm wearing one of Judy's bracelets. Well, Me and Heather got a couple, you know.
1: Oh, I'm glad. Good, because 100% of the profits for those bracelets, 100%. Now, we, Judy doesn't even deduct for, like, buying supplies like, you know, the pliers and, the, God and bless the, her. Uh, the cord that she has to use and the filler pieces that she has to use. She doesn't even deduct for oh. that. If somebody sends her $40 plus the $4 shipping, she takes a forty plus a four dollars shipping and sends it to animal charities. I think God she bless sent. Her. I think she's, I think she sent like, well over like, well over like fifty thousand dollars to different animal rescues. And the reason she does it, Adam, is <clears throat> Lorraine and Edward like gigantic animal lovers. That's how Judy was. Judy grew up around the animals. You know, they had all kinds of animals. Lorraine had chickens in her house. She had a rooster
0: and oh, That's she New England. Ed, Ed
1: had Ed had a in the house in a cage. Wow! Because she didn't want to get cold in the winter.
0: Oh, what a heart! Um, I Ed,
1: know. Ed had a fox, a pet fox. No way! He rescued, he rescued a fox, and he, and he he had a fox for years. And here's let me tell you a quick story.
2: Oh,
0: not take it. it yeah,
1: subject, but this is years ago. He had this pet fox, and they named him Red Red Fox. Because oh, he was a Red Fox.
0: My favorite red comedian. Fox. One of my
1: favorite yeah. old comedians. Yeah. So he had to go to the store. Now, remember, this is prior to cell phones. You had to dial up everything on a wall phone. So he says to Lorraine, I'm going to go out to the store. I'm taking a Red with me in the car, but I'll be back in about a half hour. <laughs> okay, Ed. Lorraine says, okay, Ed, fine. An hour and a half later, Lorraine's getting worried because he, he hasn't come back yet from this, like, drugstore or something.
0: Can't call finally, him. Can't finally, you.
1: the phone rings. It's Ed, and Ed's on the phone, and he says, "Lorraine, you got to get down here right away." And Lorraine got nervous. I thought Ed had a, you know, problem, medical or something. She says, "Ed, what's going on? What do you mean?" He said, "That damn fox won't let me back in the car." <laughs> the, fox, the fox, was snapping at him, while he went into the drugstore. Are you shitting me? The, no. And then Lorraine drove her car down and had to like, like you know. I read on the passenger side.
0: Oh, her Lorraine charm. Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Okay, I jump in the car now. Oh, my God, damn. (laughs) (laughs) was a wild animal, but he had, had, I guess, personality problems, you know. But that's how Ed was. (laughs) And one time there in Florida, and Lorraine said to me, she was, you know, I I brought a tarantula back on the airplane. I go, what are you talking about, Lorraine? She goes, yeah, but nobody knew it. I said, nobody knew you had a tarantula on you? She goes, no, honest to God, I'm not lying.
2: She says, <laughs> she
1: says, "Oh, I kept him in my bra, and I kept, I stopped, and I, and I kept talking to him on the plane, on the, in the seat of the plane, because somebody gave Ed uh, a tarantula down in Florida, and they're flying back, and he named it Igor."
2: Oh my and, God!
1: So you know they love the animals. So and and Judy loves the animals beyond belief. I like love animals actually too. I mean, oh. I've never hurt an animal. And so she said, "I'm going to do something for you know in honor of my mother. I'm going to sell pieces of her cosmetic jewelry. Now she doesn't put the whole, not they're not all her beads on this. No, no. She, have that. she puts one or two of Lorraine's beads uh, incorporated with other cosmetic beads. On a bracelet But mm-hmm. she puts a tag that says Lorraine Warren on it. And she sold a little metal cards. tag. Yeah, I got one. Okay. Yep. So, but the thing about God is, if you if you believe in the paranormal. And you believe in ghosts and you believe in that kind of afterlife or that something is appearing to you and can communicate somehow with you or you can see it that means you believe in a spirit so if you believe in a spirit God created God is a spirit God is a supernatural being and he created you in his image so you are a spirit and a body so you are too in other words what do you think? What do you think all this stuff came from? What
2: mm-hmm. do you think?
1: What do you think? You know, when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, how do you think you got to be who you are? People say, "Well, I, you know, I don't believe in ghosts because I never saw one." You know, well, there's a lot of things you never saw, that are real. Like, right. In other, words, in other words, if I said to you, Adam, I said, "Adam, do you have a brain?" and you would say, "Of course, I have a brain." And I'd say, "Can you see your brain?" and you say, "Yeah." Well, if you're you crack my skull open, you can see my brain, and you could. But then if I said to you, hey, Adam, do you have a mind of your own? And you would say, yeah, I have a mind. And I said, can I see it? Can you show it to me? You're going to say, no, I can't show it to you, but I have a mind. There you go.
2: You can't, wow. You
1: can't see it, but you know it's there, right?
2: Wow. If I said, if
1: I said to you, hey, uh, uh, if you said to me, hey, Tone, I had a dream last night that I was climbing mount kilimanjaro and then i fell off but I, flo- I floated down and i landed in a a nice near a pond and there was all these beautiful flowers and i would say oh you did and you'd say yeah so i'd say well prove it show me the dream yeah show me you can't show me the dream but you had that dream that was real to you so people say well, i can't see it so it's not real i don't believe in ghosts i never saw one doesn't mean they don't exist damn do right exist. That's a Devils, great idea. Wow. Devils exist. Demons exist. God exists. And you as a spirit and a body exist. You're never going to die. And that's the beauty. Now, of course, when you're sick and old, like right, maybe when you're 95, you're on a deathbed, you might be afraid. Oh, whatever, whatever age, that I'm going to die. Jeez, I don't want to leave everything. Well, you aren't going to die. Only that shell will go. The shell of Adam will go. It's like a uh, skin of a snake. Like the skin of a snake is gonna tear off, but the snake keeps going. Yeah.
2: So you
1: know, it's like you drive an old car, right? You drive an old beat-up car when you're a kid, and you kept tinkering with it to keep it running. Like you did everything you could to keep this car running. Then all of a sudden one day you're driving down the road and the thing clunks out, and you got to call a tow truck and hopefully the guy can start it. And he says to you, "Hey Adam, that's it, man." that that car goes to the dump, that you can't fix it, it's dead. What are you going to do, stay with the car? No, you're going to keep going, just like your spirit will keep going. When you die, you're going to get out of that body, and you're going to keep traveling. So, of course, nobody wants to die, but remember this. It's probably the most beautiful place in the whole thought process. You can't even think of that how beautiful this place is going to be that you're going to if 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 you're a good person yes you believe in God
2: absolutely
1: if if you believe in God as your 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 savior and the almighty creator if you dismiss God and say well I don't believe in God and you do bad things in life then now you're on your own God may forgive you I don't know but your whole your whole being should be to please God and to please your fellow man. Because remember that your fellow man are your brothers and your sisters. Whoever you met at that paracon, God created, and God loves as much as he loves you. So why would you be mean to people that God created and loves? God loves murderers. He loves them. He hopes they would repent. He wants them to repent, but (laughs) he gave them free will. Yeah, right. You and me, free will. choice. So if you don't want to choose it, if you want to say, if you want to be a d-head, if you want to be a jerk,
2: <laughs> he's yeah. not going to
1: stop you. He's not going to stop you. But everything you do, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to. It's almost like I'm preaching now. But Tony, you do, dude, is, no, you're making me
0: feel good, man. You're giving me goosebumps because.
1: But everything you do, it's awesome. You do from you have to do from love. That's Corinthians. Everything, do everything from love. I know it sounds corny, it sounds you know, there's people out there, there's people out there right now, I'm not saying they're listening, but there's people out there right now who will knock you over the head for nothing. They'll smack you around. They'll, they'll see you getting beat up and getting mugged they'll walk right by because they don't want anything to, they don't love like they should. They, that's, their, that's their brother that's getting beat up on the ground. That's their fellow man that God would want you to protect and help, but you walk by because you don't want to get involved. God remembers all that, you know. Yeah. That says a lot about your character. Yeah. You know, just people yeah. go to church. Just people go to church every day. They pray every day. And they're idiots in life. They're selfish. They're cruel. They're hateful to other people. That's going to church isn't gonna get you into heaven. <laughs> you know, it's it's you, right?
0: you know? gotta believe in it. You can't just go and be right, a big
1: so, so that's that's what I learned growing up. And that's what I learned from Ed Lorraine. That you do everything. With God associated to it, you don't walk into a haunted house and tell people you have a ghost. But I don't know what it is. It, you know, it's it you know, it, it's not a spirit. If you said something like that, you shouldn't even be a paranormal investigator because any manifestation of a ghost in a house is a spirit. Now the question is, is it a human spirit or is it a demonic entity coming in the guise of a human spirit, perhaps? So those are right. things. any time that you see a ghost if you said geez i saw a ghost as solid as you and me standing there with an old abe lincoln hat on you know he's a spirit he's not just a manifestation of your imagination he's a spirit who somehow you know made it through the dimension that the the, the conditions were right for him to appear you know
0: it's real it's real well well, will me this too tony As far as I'm concerned, if you're an atheist, you shouldn't be in this field at all because even a demon technically is created by God. Satan was created by God. So even if you're a Satanist, that means you're not an atheist. You still believe in God to an extent. Like you say, you can't kill energy, and that's what we all are. I saw you do that on an interview. I watch a lot of your YouTube channel stuff, and someone tried to call you out on that stuff. They go, well, you you know, I don't really see it, and you kind of gave that spiel. Well, you don't see oxygen. You don't see gravity, but it's there, right? you know yeah,
1: you, you, you can't see your mind but it's, it's you know it's there and you can't see your dreams like you can't you can't show me your dreams that happened but it happened didn't it but you can't prove it to me ever you can never prove to me that you you fell off Mount Kilimanjaro but you know you did in the dream <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean so, so it's like
2: yeah. it's
1: like there's so many unknowns and we're not supposed to have all the answers you know because yeah. if we had all the answers that's not what God's intention is for you to have all the answers now he wants you to learn the lessons of life why, why give you all the answers in other words if somebody gives you all the answers you don't have to explore you don't have to to, to have things by trial and error you don't have to try if you got all the answers but wow. i want you to learn he wants you to learn the lessons of life the everybody
0: lessons. listening we got about 12 people in chat this is coming from tony who's you know he's worked with ed and lorraine he's done the hollywood thing he's done interviews he's been with zach Baggs. he's done all that stuff and he's Still resorts to God. He knows God is above all. That's very grounded, and that's you guys listening need to know that because I preach that a lot, and not a lot of people do. And I and I'm glad that you do because you're kind of a head honcho in this field. And for you to say it, um, oh, real quick, uh, my girl Heather Kim and Edie, she loves you. She says hi to you and Judy. Hi. Um, yep. She says that Judy's grandfather was a police officer. Does she, she think that, that that helped you win Judy's heart, being a police officer as well? That's a nice question. Thank Maybe. you.
1: I think, I think Judy, just yeah, she liked cops. You know, Judy she liked, she likes policemen.
0: That's she a brotherhood, too. They take care likes, of each other, They're like military.
1: She likes law and order. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, what's going on with the police today and the way people are treating the police today is horrible. Uh, shameful. It, yes actually disgusting because you know I agree you can't can't, unless you walk in their shoes you can't criticize them I know because I walked in those shoes I I was a police officer I know what it was Mm -hmm. like and I know the reason why I joined and it wasn't to hurt people it was to protect and serve and to help our fellow man and I tried I tried to do that There, but I tell you there's people out there that are bad people Yeah. there's bad cops but there's also bad priests yeah there's bad doctors there's bad everybody yeah you're know, you gonna you to try to tell me that 100 percent of the police department should be perfect they're human well, beings like you and me they have tempers they have emotions they have feelings and to be honest with you their whole goal is to get home that night from their shift
0: right their whole, life's on the line for home. us every day
1: right you know, like 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 you don't know what the what the police officer just went through when he pulled you over i mean sure there's there's D-heads in the in the police environment, but there's D-heads everywhere. There's d head civilians, for sure. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that have no respect, but but they get robbed. Somebody breaks in their house. First person they want to call, it, call the cops, call
0: the cops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The police got, got an
1: impossible job. It's an impossible You tell me, that,
0: if you want to get, get rid of guns and someone's got a gun in your face, you're going to want a gun to protect yourself. Come on, guys. Be reasonable. Well, These anybody, people, out, yeah. anybody
1: out there who has a gun... Don't
0: don't get rid of it. Don't no. Don't Especially get rid of no. It. Especially in Maine, we're allowed to arm ourselves to the T. We do. Um, Good. A Good. question from Ross, my boss. We talked to him earlier. He wants to know um, which cases. I kind of know, but maybe our audience doesn't know. What cases did you help the Warrens on? I know you used to do a oh. lot of talking with them, the Seekers of the Supernatural. Yes. Your old talk yes. show for a uh, long I've, time.
1: I've helped, I've helped
0: with many many
1: cases.
0: Too many to name, uh, really. Huh? Too many to name, I mean depend yeah, a lot a
1: lot of different cases I've been at hundreds with them. Some weren't you know, a lot of them weren't big cases or great cases. Uh and most are like that. Most are like that, where they're not big and they're not gigantic right. cases. They're not all
0: conjuring, they're not all Annabelle. It's it's right, not all
1: conjuring, they're not no. all Annabelle, but I've been in situations with them where it was scary where, you know, I felt somebody push me or grab me from behind while I was in the house, things like that. Yeah, you know, so most of these cases are not uh, what you'd call like you know movie type star cases but the people in the houses are tormented anyway because they're scared imagine tonight you go to bed right tonight you go to bed you lay in the bed and you're alone tonight and you're sleeping all of a sudden at about say three o'clock in the morning you start to feel the bed shake a little bit and then maybe like maybe like you get a feeling like there's something under the bed and then maybe the Covers start to get drawn off of you, with no hands, or you didn't. You're not doing it, and you know you're wide awake. <sighs> Maybe you can feel a sense of dread or doom, or a terrifically bad smell around you. You know that can frighten you so much because there's nothing you can do about it. You, you know you can't grab a baseball bat and hit nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> so, so you're like you get frightened because it's the unknown. But that's where God comes in. That's, that's right. Where God, that's where you say in the name of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Christ. I command you to leave and go back to where you came from. Over and over in your mind. Sometimes you'll awaken. People, well, I'm sure people listening will awaken, know that they've awakened from sleep, but they can't move. They can't yell out. That's called phantomania or psychic paralyzation, where something is trying to overtake your body and perhaps even possess your body. That's why you can't move. It's, it's, wow. it's paralyzing you. So in that instance, you can't yell out or anything. So you just say it in your mind, over and over. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave and go back to where you came. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, that way. But you have to believe in Jesus Christ and believe that God is going to save you and protect you because He Absolutely. will. Absolutely. If you call on Him, you have to call on Him. You know. So so that's, the key is having a big faith in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Ed and Lorraine were in this business for 50 years. Yeah, it had stuff happen to him, but he didn't die. I mean, of course, he, he had a, a heart attack in 1986, uh, but that was probably poor eating or something. It wasn't, it wasn't from the supernatural. He recovered from it. He had a bypass, and he recovered from it. You can't blame everything on the paranormal,
0: you know? That's right. People believe too much in that superstition stuff. Um Wow. Uh, this is great. Um, we still got a half hour to go. I, I want to touch base on some more stuff, but the chat is lining up, and I don't want to ignore the people. <laughs> Nicole Gaspard says hi. She runs um, Real Haunted Connections, a radio show as well. She's okay. a big fan, Tony. Hi. She, hi. She's she uh, see. Oh, there you go, Nicole. He said hi like you wanted. <laughs> um, she wants to know what the scariest artifact you have besides Annabelle. Fred Richards actually answered that, saying he thinks it's the Shadow Doll. Yeah. I think it's the Satanic Idol. That's pretty freaky. But you right, so those,
1: those, I'd say those are one, two, and three, and you could pick the order of two and three. One is Annabelle. Uh, the Shadow Doll and the uh, Idol are very bad. Yeah. yeah. Because Shadow Doll is is called the. Shadow doll because the way it was created to come to you in your dreams. It looks—it's an ugly, ugly ugly-looking thing made out of like birds' feathers, animal bone, human tooth sticking out the mouth, and it's used to uh, through incantations people would use in a curse. So what what I would do if I had that doll and I was and I created the doll, or if I just had it, but I was a sorcerer, I was a wizard, and I know how to use certain rituals and incantations as a curse, what they do, and this is from Ed, Ed told me this, they take a picture, a photo of the doll. And now, Adam, I don't like you because you did something against me. So I take the photo, print it out, and then on the back of the photo, I write the curse to Adam, that I want something to happen to Adam. And I put it in an envelope and I mail it to you. And just by the fact that you open the envelope and pull out the picture and look at it, Unbeknownst to you, you accepted the curse that went with it. That's the scary part about having a shadow doll like that, because it's almost it's similar to like a an evil board, or it's similar to like a Ouija board almost in a way. But it's more it's more to do with curses because it's intended to harm. It's, it's, I shouldn't say like a Ouija board. I should say like a voodoo doll. Yeah, like a voodoo doll intended to harm. Like a voodoo doll, you know, you'd take you take like animal uh, like the hair clippings from a person, maybe the toenail or the fingernail clippings of the person incorporated in the doll. Almost like the New England
0: witch doll in a way.
1: Yeah, use certain rituals uh, and, you know, it depends to, to hurt the person. And these are things that are real if the, if the person is, if the person is knowledgeable enough on how to use these things, it can cause havoc to people. The idol, <laughs> the idol is really something weird. Because it was found in the woods in Sandy Hook, Connecticut, in a uh, section of Newtown, Connecticut, right up the road from Ed Lorraine. This uh, 22-year-old kid uh bow and arrow hunter, and he was hunting deer. It's about back in 1991, well, maybe. 90. I knew he was a hunter. I
0: didn't know he was that young. Wow, 22. Yeah, about
1: 22 years old. He's okay, I didn't around. know that. He's walking around with a quiver and a bow and arrow and a, and, a, and a bow. And he's walking through this wooded area of Sandy Hook in the summertime, and it's really wooded, and he's looking for deer. Now, he hasn't seen any deer yet, but he's walking down his pathway, and he's starting to get, like, where he doesn't know where the hell he is. He parked his car on the road, and he walked into the woods. All of a sudden, he comes upon this grotto of rocks, like around maybe seven-foot diameter, raised grotto of rocks, and on top of the rocks is a satanic, ugly-looking, evil... Statue, and it's got like horns, and it's made out of like a some kind of ceramic, almost like a maybe like a paper mache ceramic, almost like a you would make a china or a plate from, and it's painted like a tan color, and has these black and red round circle eyes.
0: Oh, so it's not wood. I thought it was a. I thought it was
1: no, no, it's not wood. No, it's it's like a ceramic. It's not. I was three feet
0: away from that thing at the Warren Con, and I tell you, that's all as close as I want to get to that damn thing.
1: So the kid. No shit. Yeah, I thought it was it, wood. No shit. No, no, it, it's, uh, it's it's ceramic. And so he, he looks at it. It's about five and a half feet high, but it looks like eight feet high on this grotto, you know.
0: Well, oh, it sure so does.
1: He sees it, and all of a sudden he says, Oh, there's something wrong here. I don't feel right. <laughs> he's, starting, you think? he's starting to feel funny.
2: He's feeling wow. funny
1: because because it shocked him. It shocked him what he was looking at. So he sits, <sighs> he sits down on the ground, and he says, what am I going to do? What is this thing? And he said he couldn't explain his feelings. He couldn't explain how he, how he was feeling, except that his heart started pounding. And he started to say to himself, realize, i got to get out of here. What am I doing sitting here? He stands up. Here's the weird part. He stands up. He starts to walk down this pathway away from the idol, like in a, almost like in a march, walking down left, right, left, right, getting nervous, heart racing, all of a sudden, he says, out of nowhere, from the right, appears a man right next to me with black a black shirt, a black pants, snow-white hair,
2: oh. and
1: snow-white beard, oh, walking step-for-step step step, like a march, <sighs> walking step-for-step step with me, and he's looking straight ahead. He's not looking at the kid. He's not talking to the kid at all. He's just walking with him. Oh. Not, a kid, not a kid said, I'm getting freaked out. Okay. Oh,
2: you he's think? Up,
1: he's oh. to get freaked out. He goes, <clears throat> <clears throat> he said, I don't know what to do. All I know is the guy scared me because he's just walking. He's about 70 years old, walking walking down the road. He says, I, I, I felt like taking an arrow out of my quiver and just stabbing the guy in the chest with it next to me because I was so frightened. Goes, oh, I go, well, I said, well, you didn't do that, did you? He said, oh, no, uh, I I just mustered up enough courage to say, how do I get out of this place? He said, the guy still never spoke, just kept walking with him, lifted up his right hand with his finger, his index finger, and pointed off to the right, and then walked off to the right and was never seen again. So now the kid's, like, sweaty. He's like, oh, shit, I got to go. So he gets the he finds his car first thing he does is goes home and starts talking to his buddies at his house, saying, hey, you wouldn't believe what happened to me, with this this weird guy in the woods, and his eyes, this, he didn't say, I was a statue. He calls up Ed, and he calls up Lorraine, and he, because they told him, what you call Ed Warren, he lives in Monroe, it's next town up. He calls Ed. Ed, Ed was home, Ed talked to the kid for a while, and he says to the young man, he said, do you think you'd be able to find that statue again if, uh, if we go there? And the kid says, yeah, I'll meet you on the road, such and such a street. I'll meet you there. So they did. Ed walked into the woods, and Lorraine walked into the woods. They see the idol. Ed says, and as they are walking in, uh, Ed says, will you tell me that guy? what that guy looked like again? And so he gives the description of the guy. Ed sees the idol. He says, well, I know what that is, and that doesn't belong here. That's a satanic worship idol, and the guy you were talking to was a high priest in a satanic cult. I know who he is. Because
2: oh.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm taking that, I'm taking that out of back and putting it in my museum. Doesn't belong here in the woods. And Ed did that. He took it, put it in his car, brought it back home, put it in the museum. So the following day, I'm at Ed's house. I'm like, Ed, tell me about what the this, this situation here, what's going on, you know? Yeah. And he says to me, uh, the following, not the following day, it was about a week later, no, no, it was about two days later. I said, Ed, tell me about the, the idol. What's going on with this thing? he goes, well, I, he gives you the whole story about who the guy was, that the, the priest was. I said, well, what's the guy's name, Ed? So he's telling me the guy's name. And then he says, but don't ever repeat that name. I says, well, what are you talking about, Ed? You know, I said, what, are you trying to spook me out? Yeah. He, he says to me, he goes, I'm telling you, every time I mention that, damn guy's name something bad happens he goes, that's how powerful this guy is I go, come on, And he goes, no, I'm telling you he goes, that's why I'm never going to mention the guy's name to you again so I just remember it <clears throat> so I said, alright <clears throat> the next day after that I get a call from Ed hey, uh, uh, Tom, Lorraine's in the hospital what do you mean she's in the hospital, Ed so he tells me this story he goes, well, I was, out in the, I was out in the driveway and I'm working on my windshield wipers on the car I looked down the driveway a little bit, and there's Lorraine about 30 feet away, watering some flowers in the backyard. And she waves at Ed, and she says, okay, honey, after we're done, we'll go eat somewhere. He goes, yeah, all right, all right. And he goes back to the, doing his wipers. He turns back again after several minutes, not even half a minute, turns back, he said, and she's now not there anymore. She's like 25 feet farther into the yard in a semi-fetal position on the ground, like semi-conscious. Ed drops everything. He runs to, Ed, to Lorraine, screaming at her, <clears throat> Lorraine, what's what's the matter? What's going on, Lorraine? What's happening? She doesn't answer him. He calls an ambulance, police in the ambulance. They bring her to St. Vincent's Hospital. For three days, she was in and out of consciousness, almost like, because I saw it on, the, on that second day, almost like somebody hit her in the head with a with, a, with her fist, and then she had a bad flu or something. She, wow. she could not hardly recognize anybody. So Wow. <clears throat> They did all kinds of tests on her brain and everything. And I said, Ed, are the doctor saying? He said, Tone, they're not saying anything. He was they're telling me that the brain scan, everything is normal. They don't know what happened. What? You know, she didn't have any bruises or nothing. So the third day, she snaps out of it. The second day I was there, she was totally out of it. The third day, she snaps out of it. She's like, hey, what's going on? I'm okay. What, what do you guys, the doctor say, well, we're going to release her. There's nothing wrong. They released her from the hospital, and she goes home, and she's fine. So the next day, I come over to Ed's house, and I said, Ed, what's going on? Well, what was the doctors? What the doctors finally determined what was wrong with Lorraine? He goes, Tom, they never did tell me. They kept saying that the brain scan, and all the tests they did were normal. Then he, then he stops, and then he says, but I know what happened. I go, well, what do you mean you know what happened, Ed? He said, that G D guy. He gives me, he didn't say the guy's name, that, that satanic. That yeah. guy. I go, what do you mean? He goes, he said, that was a warning to me that, because I took his idol out of the woods. I stole his idol. He was pissed off. He, <sighs> he took it. He was pissed off, and he did that to Lorraine as a warning. I yeah. said, no. He said, we both have a lot of knowledge. We both have a lot of power. He goes, but I use mine for good. He uses his for evil. He goes, but we kind of cancel each other out because we both know what we could each do to each other. <laughs> and he says, I have re-, he says, I have knowledge of reverse ceremonial magic. So the guy didn't come after me, he went after Lorraine. <clears throat> so that's the that story of the title. That title that, that was owned
0: by a satanic priest uh, in Newtown.
1: And of course, Lorraine's
0: a sensitive and an empath and everything else, so she absorbed it. Wow. Thank you do for I the story tone. One know it's really even
1: more weird. Yeah, Adam Lanza, the guy who shot those school children in Sandy Hook, he did it in like 2014 or 12 or 14. He shot 20 kids and he shot six teachers, as you guys know, and shot his mother too. He lived on Yogananda Drive. It's called Yogananda Drive. Yogananda was an Indian. Yeah, the
0: house is torn down now. His house is torn down.
1: Yeah, but Yogananda, Yogananda Drive is where he lived, and Yogananda was named after. Probably after Yogananda the, the, the seer, the, uh, the 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 person the the Indian seer who was very knowledgeable. Oh wow. Philosophy and things like that and higher higher planes. Yeah. So there's another like a Adam Lanza lived on Yogananda Drive. There was a kid, Italian kid, who shot his he shot his friend and took his girlfriend, kidnapped the kid's girlfriend, his friend's girlfriend, and now he's in jail for killing a kid. He lived on Yogananda Drive in Newtown, or Sandy Hook. Uh, the satanic priest that I've been talking about, guess where he lived? Yogananda Drive. Oh, get the
0: frig out of here. No. I read about that because Sandy Hook's in Connecticut, and, and I read that they tore – because people are fascinated. Some people are fascinated by that. They tore the kid's house down. I know they where did. that street is, but that's yeah, also down – wow. Um, actually, my girlfriend Heather, great question, Heather. She's got a question. She actually asked if you think the satanic idol had any connection to the Sandy Hook shootings massacre. Uh,
1: well, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd I would, I would hate to say it did, but I he just, lived I, on that street, I just man. got you saying that Adam wow. Lanza, who killed all those kids in Sandy Hook, lived on Yogananda Drive.
0: You don't think he possessed that kid to and, do his and, work and, for him? The I mean, high
1: priest. The high priest lived on, but I'm not going to tell you the priest's name. The high priest, satanic, wow. lived on He's dead now, but he lived on Yogan on the drive also. And the kid who murdered his his best friend and took the girlfriend, kidnapped the wow. girlfriend, he lived on Yogan on the drive now. What does <sighs> that is mean? I mean, you can never prove anything. Wow, you can never prove anything. But isn't that kind of weird that the high priest oh that talked to me about in 1991? It was like almost. It was almost like afraid of the guy, but not not really afraid. But didn't want anything to do with the guy, and didn't want me to mention the guy's name. Like because because what I did later, about six six months after the incident with Lorraine, I said just as like a test to Ed. I said Ed, that, that high priest, what was his name again? The high priest in the history York. He said, I'm not going to tell you. He <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> tell me. Wow. Even
0: it's like Voldemort. you just
1: won't say it. But man. I but, but I, re, I remember the guy's name. It took me a while. I remembered it. But I wanted to see if Ed was gonna just tell me. Because
0: he first
1: right. because I'm never gonna tell you the guy's name again. I'll never mention his um,
0: name. And he did. That evil that evil bastard never repented. He's in hell where he belongs.
1: I sure hope so. I sure hope he's in hell.
0: Uh, uh, there man. are people
1: that there are people that go to hell, by the way.
0: There oh uh, people, people that think just, it's a fairy tale. Hitler's really not in hell.
1: paradise. Hitler's not no. in paradise. Trust me, he's not.
0: Um, but, uh, no. Um Nicole because, wants
1: you know, Because you know, because God is a merciful God, though. God yeah. is a merciful God,
0: but mm-hmm.
1: but God is a He's also a just God. Yes, a just God. When He gets angry because you did something so heinous to His people and did not repent for it, He's not going to have you sitting on a cloud with Him. You know what no. I mean?
0: Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, they they can't repent after millions of deaths. Uh, Charles Manson. It's one thing if you do something by accident, maybe, and if you're in the army and you repent for maybe shooting against, but these serial killers, these mass murderers—there, no, there's no going back from there. Yeah, there's um, a big
1: difference. There's a big difference between killing somebody and murdering somebody because well, you know if you're right. if you're sent to a war zone, right. If somebody's That's trying different. to kill you, right, to, to save your life, you have to kill somebody, right? Uh, you're gonna do it, and that God's not gonna say, "Well, you killed somebody because or you shouldn't have done that." Well, no, murder. murder but if and, so when it says, "It says thou shalt not kill" in the Bible. I right, as thou shalt not murder. Oh,
0: well, well, then sometimes, honestly,
1: sometimes, sometimes you have to kill to stay alive.
0: Yeah, like, but not to, but not to get political. What are the people during the Black Lives Matter movement shooting up stores? What's their reason? You know, not to get political, but so sometimes there's, you know, you do it for defense, but some people do it just because they want to do it and they get praised yeah. for it. Yeah, and I that's mean, pretty, you know, killing uh, a cop is never a good thing. I don't care who you fight for.
1: Well, it's not at all. I mean, uh, it's no. one of the worst things you could do, but. People are
0: trying to make like it's not such a big deal anymore. No, well, I follow you a lot. You share black cops, white cops, girl cops that get killed. You're you're all about the protection. You're one of the good ones, and I and I know you take a lot of this cop beat. You know, I'm not going to get into that because that's just crap talk. But I just I, I like who you are and I respect you. Let's just put it that way. Um, and I love well, what you're no, I, try to,
1: I try to do everything in a fair way.
0: Yeah, I try to, well, I try that's I try to be fair to, to everybody. That. Yeah, that's
1: the thing. Like when I was a cop, you know, I hardly gave out any tickets because I felt bad for the people. Like if I, I can see you doing
0: there. that. <laughs> give
1: five it a warning. I for speeding, <laughs> and he looked like he didn't have any money and stuff. I would, I'd, be, I'd be like, hey, look, can you slow it down a little bit? You know, come on. I mean, you, know, you, you were going 65 and a 30, like that. Wow. And I'd let him go. Other cops, you're going 65 and a 60 to give you a ticket. They don't they don't want to hear your story. They don't but I've been there. Like, I know what it's like yeah. to be broke. I know what it's like to have a bad day. I know it's like. People are saying it's thank burning. you for your service
0: in chat. A lot of people are saying thank you for serving, Tony. Well,
1: well tell them, tell them that, that I appreciate that and that they're welcome. But, you know, it's an honorable job, you know. Yeah. A policeman is an honorable job. Fireman is an honorable job. Uh, soldier, Marine, Coast Guard.
2: Paranormal they're, investigator. they honorable
1: jobs. Their jobs, just, they put their life on the line, you know. Uh, you need to though. Makes a lot of money. Soldiers don't make a lot of money, but they get they'll die for you. That's yeah. A, it ticks me. It ticks me off when people are like, you know, ah, oh, these guys, what do they, what do they hurt that guy for? What, you know, they shouldn't have. A, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I mean, remember after nine eleven? I don't know how old you are, Adam, but after nine eleven and two thousand one, everybody's like kill them, kill them, let's kill these son of a bit. Let's get let's get Afghanistan. Let's get Iraq. Everybody was united. Because we got hurt and hurt bad. Yeah. Of sudden, they love the cops. They're buying them dinners. They love the firemen. They're buying them.
0: You know. You remember that? Oh yeah. Patting not them on not the anymore. back. Sudden, no, just, no, it's no. It's just, Crime stopped for two weeks. No one, no one robbed anybody for two weeks. It's <laughs> not as this
1: big. Not as this big. uh is this big. Freaking uh, anti. Everything, anti-everything, yeah. you know? You can't even make a joke about, you can't even, like the comedians today they are having a hard time, because they People's can't there. talk about other people. They can't talk S- about other people.
0: Society's they're been sheep. specified, Tony. Let's face it, they're all a bunch of we wow wow babies. And, and
1: to me, that it all lends itself to, like, the the the, the corruption and the uh, degradation of society.
0: Absolutely. Society is
1: being degraded daily, because we don't have these values anymore. You know, like like, I'll tell you a quick story. <clears throat> that I learned from uh, Wade uh, Kirby, a friend of mine who's, who went to the Paracon. He's a really good friend of Lorraine's, too, and mm-hmm. the head. But he's he, a buddy of mine and, and Judy. He listened to a story of Queens in New York, and he told me about this story, and then I heard it on the news. But he told me a story about a woman who's getting raped on the train, and for 26 stops, she was being attacked and raped by this one guy, and nobody tried to intervene to stop it. They were taking photos. They were taking cell phone pictures. The only way it stopped, you know how it stopped? A transit cop got on at one of the stops, and he saw what was going on, he grabbed the guy, and he arrested him. That's the degradation of society. You mean to tell me that these people on the train don't have sisters, don't have mothers, don't have wives that that could get attacked? Would they sit there and just, do nothing? You no. Other people to do nothing
2: when no. like their wife
1: or their daughter is getting attacked? There's something wrong with society, man. There's yeah. something wrong, and it's got to yeah. change. It's got to change.
0: Lack of God. Lack of believing in God. No one goes... No that's one. The go
1: that's, that's the biggie.
2: They want that's
0: them out the of biggie. Christmas. They want them off a of dollar bill. They want them out of school prayers. They want them erased.
1: Like, you know, when Christmas comes around, I say Merry Christmas. Damn right. It's, it's just happy holiday stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, what holiday?
1: Christmas holiday. That's the holiday. Yeah. Have a good holiday. Uh, happy holidays. Oh, we're having a winter festival
0: instead of a Christmas party. <laughs> that's <laughs> total, it's, it's whatever real, happened to one in Rome, man? You're in America. We celebrate Christmas. If you don't like it, get the fuck back to where you're from. Tough yeah, shit. well, that, that's the whole
1: thing. Because. That's sorry, but um, I mean. Christmas is Christmas. That's Christmas it. Christmas is Christmas. Without and Christ, is
0: nothing. You it's nothing. It's his like birthday. The name
1: Christ, you don't like the name Christmas? Don't. Don't call it Christmas yourself. That's it. Don't stop me from calling it Christmas.
0: No, no. Nope.
1: Don't call. Don't stop me from believing in God or trying. Damn right. To, don't don't stop me it. from saying God's name.
0: But this is you part know, of put
1: the. What's the What's on the back of every dollar that you guys steal? That's it. That that's part, part of the Trump.
0: prophecies, though. They want to get rid of God. They want you to get rid of that. Towards the end of the days, hopefully, we're not in it. But
1: I can, I can um, see the segregation is big time. You know, from even from when I was um, a kid. from when I was a kid to now, the degradation in society is so bad now.
2: I can't uh, imagine. It's
1: unbelievable. Like right now, like if I was driving down the road, uh in the highway and I saw a trooper getting attacked, I'd pull right over, I'd probably smash into the guy's car and Damn right. grab the guy with the trooper. I would try to save the trooper. You know how many people would drive right by, wouldn't even call like the barracks, wouldn't even call like the police barracks to report. They wouldn't even stop or call. They would no. just keep going, like oh, none of my business. You or know, yeah. oh, cop probably, he probably deserves it that's the worst that's the degradation of society man
0: that's what's missing man is that's what you're right man Tony you you should write have you written a book yet? because you should
1: (laughs) I'm gonna and you know what the thing is? good what's happening don't you understand what's happening though Adam is that all this degradation means that the devil is smiling and God is frowning
0: he's getting his way every
1: act every cruel act that we do every uh uh, insincere thing we do, every, like, laissez thing we do, the devil smiles. Yeah. Every act of hatred, the devil smiles and God frowns. So, mm-hmm. how do you want to live your life? To please the devil or to please God? I mean, what's wrong with you? Don't you understand, like, when you're on that subway train or that train and that woman's getting raped and they're doing nothing about, the devil's smiling, man.
2: Yeah. So it's like,
1: hey, you're in my court. Yeah. The devil's like, you're in my side, huh? But yep. If you grab the guy, the devil frowns. Yep. So what's wrong with people today? They want to go to hell. They want to go to hell. Or they want to be. Remissed?
0: I think that, I think that no one believes in repercussions. No one thinks, well, there's no God, so how can I get punished? And they think I can just do what I want, and that's bullshit. Let's that's face it.
1: bullshit because because of God course. is real. God is real. Uh, God created everything on this earth, every living
0: thing. That's why I'm good to animals. How many people in this field are atheists? It blows my mind. How can you be a ghost hunter, quote unquote, if you yeah. don't even believe in ghosts?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what you call them. You call them like call them what? A phenomenal, a phenomena hunter, or something, or, or a, a, a weird, a weird process hunter. I don't know what you call. Them. I told uh, yeah, you. Yeah, there are. Uh, like Ed said, Ed used to say to me all the time. You say a couple things Ed said was if somebody doesn't believe in God, they can't investigate with me, he said. No. I can't can't take him into a house. And then he also said, though, he goes, I never met an atheist in a truly haunted house. In other words, a family that doesn't believe in God, but then they get haunted, they quickly turn to God, like, oh, no, please, God, help me,
2: you know? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, come on. We have to, one person at a time, we have to change society. And the way I look at it is this. If I'm good to people... And you're good to people, and we spread it. And one, per, one person at a time, just like, just like Mother Teresa said you know, if you can't feed 100 people, feed just one.
2: That's so, it. You
1: know, I mean, the thing, is, yeah. you know, so, so, so the thing is, God's watching. God's watching you. And the devil's watching you, too, though. The devil's always tempting. He's always tempting. It seems the power of
0: free will, right, Tone?
1: Yeah. you got to be careful. Devil, it seems to me that the devil. Is really tempting society today. He makes
0: it seem nicer. He makes the grass seem greener. I'll care about you. I'll take care of you. Just do what you want. You'll feel good. You're in control. That's not how it is, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, like some of the songs out today. I can't believe a, you know,
0: all oh, music died t- with the Beach Boys, brother. You know that. Yeah, there yeah.
1: Know. and Elvis, 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 Elvis in the Beach. Boys. Elvis
0: Aaron Presley, a god amongst men.
1: Yeah, and I, uh, I went to, I went to Graceland. You know, I'll tell you. Oh, how much, how you How much serious? time we got? How much time we got?
0: Ah, uh, Tony says we can go a little bit over. I do get a question. People are blowing up. Hey, I know you guys get questions, but I'm letting Tony talk, so deal with it. <laughs> but right, Nicole, so, asked-
1: so, Elvis, we went to Graceland. Yes. Uh, Lorraine and I, we were we were we were Tennessee. lecturing at a, we were lecturing lecturing at a college in Tennessee. I can't remember the name of it.
2: Yeah. it was a college
1: in Tennessee, and we have like, we were at the hotel room, and we have like nine hours till the lecture. And I'm like, Lorraine, I wonder how far Graceland is. We're in Memphis. She said, I don't know. Look it up. I look it up. Oh, we're 12 miles away from Graceland. I said, Lorraine, you want to go to Graceland today? She goes, let's go.
2: go let's go.
1: So we get in the car, the rental car, get the GPS. We drive to Graceland. This is probably like 2009. <clears throat> we find Graceland. We pull in. We go to Graceland. Right? They're bringing a bus across the street to Graceland. We get off the bus. We walk into the front door of Grayson, which I'm, I'm in awe, you know. We walk yeah. in, it's all white. Oh, everything's white. The, the couch is white, the piano's white. And it's, 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 the house isn't as gigantic as you think. But there's really? other parts, there's other, other buildings they've added with wardrobe and so. So <clears throat> we're walking towards, the, towards another room, and it's Vernon Presley's room. It's Elvis's father's room, <sighs> where he's asleep. Yes, so father. Lorraine and I are looking in the room. There's a rope across. You can't walk in. So I said, hey, Lorraine, look, this is this is Vernon Presley's room. And Lorraine goes, she goes, he's here, you know. Oh. I said, who? She goes, Vernon. No way! Said, no, sir. She goes, yeah. So is Elvis. I said, Come on. oh I said, my god! I I just, I just started laughing. I said, like I thought she was pulling my leg. I
2: said, Lorraine. <laughs> I, said, Lorraine
1: I said, Lorraine, don't do that. I said, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? She says, and she looked right at me, and she goes, no, no, Elvis is here. I said, no, he's not. She was yeah, he's sitting in the chair. He's sitting in the, <sighs> no, sitting in the white couch watching people come in. I said, get out of here, Lorraine. She said, Tone, I'm telling you, his spirit is here. <laughs> she was she a joker. And so is Vernon. They're watching people. He's watching people come in. He's smiling. Wow. Said, come on, Lorraine. And she stuck with that story. She never later said to me, hey, you know, i was BSing you. No.
2: No shit.
1: She saw the spirit of, Av, of Elvis and Vernon. And you know why? The recognition. When you give that kind of recognition to somebody, you draw them back. Yeah. When you have thousands of people wanting to see Elvis, I wish Elvis was here. I wish he was still alive. I miss him. Please, Elvis, I wish you were around. He appeared. But we didn't see him. I didn't see him because I'm not psychic. But Lorraine saw him. Wow. It was mind-blowing. Elvis was, you know, and always will be, the king. Because yeah, right. the first record, the first record I ever got, I was about six years old. My wife took me to my wife. My mother took me to a department store, and said, "Do you want to buy a record today?" I said, "Yeah, I want. I want to buy an Elvis record." This was 1956 or 57. I said, "She said, what do you want?'" I said, "I want a Hound Dog." And the lady behind the counter, the department store, they give you the records. You don't pick them. And she lifted two up. One was a 45, and one Little was bit, a 78, yeah. a big round 78. Yep. It was, which one do you want? It comes in 45 and 78. I want the big one. Yeah. <laughs> it was backed by Don't Be Cruel. And uh, I played that thing to, to no end. And one day, I, you know, I had a little little record player with a flip top. You know, you lift the top up. It's like red and white record player. They're old. It's in the 50s. And so I, I put the record, like angled, uh, against the back of the cover. When you lift the cover of the record player, I angled it. And I went to school. I come back from school, and the record's broken in half. I go, what the hell? I start crying. My huh? father's like, father like, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, I walked by the record player, and I tried to close the cover. I didn't know the record was there. Oh, it was boy. Broken. It broken. But I made yeah. up for it. I got, like, every Elvis album now and CD. So. <laughs> well, I was going to say, he's been a this I back, us, back then. I saw Elvis in concert twice.
0: Jesus, the, really?
1: Yeah, 75 and uh, 76. Connecticut? Then I, yeah, yes. And then I had a concert ticket. You're not going to believe it. I had a concert ticket for August 17th, 1977. at the Heart Portland, Center. Maine. He died on the 16th.
0: He died before Portland, Maine. It was his last show. It would have been Portland, That's Maine. Right. Yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. But I had tickets. I had tickets for the show.
0: My and, uncle did, too. And he tells me, because I had a ticket to Elvis Presley, and I had a ticket to the Muhammad Ali fight in Lewiston, Maine. Oh, so no, you didn't go to that one, unfortunately. I Muhammad Ali remember that one.
1: I mean, I, I wasn't there, but I remember the one in Lewis and Maine. Wasn't that with uh Cassius? Was it with uh, Sonny Liston?
0: So, uh, Sonny Liston and Cassius Clay. Well, Muhammad Ali, yes, exactly right, Tone. Good memory. A little funny story about that Sonny Liston stayed at the Poland Spring Inn, Poland Spring yeah. Water. Uh, Hiram Ricker haunts that. That's from like 1905. They say he haunts it. He's in there still in his beard. And I Sonny? guess people, yeah, no, not Sonny Liston. Well, he stayed at the hotel, but Hiram okay. Ricker. Hiram oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's oh, the founder yeah. of Cold Spring, but they say he's there. But Sonny Liston stayed there. I, I try to get in sometimes; it's usually closed. I try to get a tour if I can. <laughs> I, know, I found soon. the I found
1: the room uh, that uh, Whitney Houston died in. No so way! That, I stayed at the Beverly Hilton. Uh, when we went to go uh, to to watch the filming of The Conjuring. Judy and me.
2: And, oh. You know
1: me. I asked a couple of men, I kept. I asked around. Yeah. And I finally found out what room it was. But they don't. They don't. They don't, uh, they don't rent that room out,
0: you know. No kidding. So I, went down just, I went down and took a picture of the door. Oh my yeah. God! You're so like me, Tony. God damn! You so... <laughs> took a picture of the door. <laughs> That's my Bison right there, my brother. You
1: know? So, but yeah, you know, she died in that room. That that Beverly Hilton's a nice place too. Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird because you know, yeah, I'm just a regular guy. You know, all of a sudden I'm looking. So I'm in the I'm in the hotel and I'm looking out the balcony, and then I'm reading up. I said, let me look up Beverly Hilton. I look it up. Had yeah, a swimming pool. I'm looking down at from the balcony. Esther Williams, the the famous actress who was a swimmer. Yes. Uh, she swam in that pool. She wow. swam in that pool, and I think it was uh, Julia Roberts. That. Julia Roberts jumped in the pool like during one of the People's Choice Awards because oh. he saw the People's Choice Awards in one of the ballrooms at the Beverly Hilton. It's amazing. The st- and oh, Frankie Frank Sinatra's pictures on the wall down in. Oh, blue downstairs. eyes. Oh, blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. He, his, his, he's there. He's, he, they took a picture of him. He's on a wall. So, of uh, the Beverly Hilton. So it's cool. It's just cool to uh, to see these
0: things, you know. I, I love that you're humble like that. You get excited. You just got back from L.A. Um, I, people in chat are blowing up. I don't know if we've got a couple minutes left, but I'm going to, to ask one question about The Conjuring. Someone yeah. wants Someone wants to know, for the whole Conjuring universe, obviously, and, and I know the answer because I know you love them. You've met them. And Heather shared the picture. But she wanted to know how you thought the actor and actress that played in Lorraine were, Patrick and uh, – Yeah, they're, they're excellent. Excellent. Because, well, are they great? I think they're great. You feel the love well, they, in their, they, their well, thing, well, well, a quick story, I know you're going to,
1: uh, they said, we want to come and see Lorraine, it's 2012, we want to come and see Lorraine, so uh, they arranged it, so Vera and Patrick were going to come to the Lorraine's house, so I said, okay, well, we'll meet you there, you know, so we're in the house, and they're supposed to show up, say one o'clock, Judy's there, Lorraine's there, I'm um, there inside the house, all of a sudden a tr- uh, car pulls up, and they get out of the car. And Judy starts screaming, that's him, that's him. Because he did a show just previous called A Gifted Man. You can see it on Netflix. It was a series. So like He was a, a gifted doctor on CBS. And it, so we knew Patrick Wilson better than we knew Vera at the time. But they came in the house humble as could be. They were Aww. humble. They were down to earth. They were just regular, regular folk. You know what I mean? They were regular people. And... Uh, Patrick, nicest kind of world. He's a, he's the kind of guy you can just bullshit with. You, you can just, I could see like, having a know.
0: beer with him and talking oh, like can, the Red Sox or something. Oh, yeah, you know, could
1: joke around with him. You could joke kid around with him. Joke around with him. He doesn't give a
0: yeah. Ah, very sweet. She's act like beautiful.
1: He doesn't, he doesn't act like he's a movie star or nothing. Oh uh, that's Vera, cool. Same thing. Vera's the same way. She oh, she's me beautiful. Such a great. She saw me. At, she saw me at the after party if Annabelle comes home. Well, after premiere, then after that after party, so I'm sitting there. I'm trying to be cool because I had a white jacket on with a black shirt and a white tie, like a mob guy. I'm, <laughs> sitting there, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. Mafioso. There. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's an arm on my shoulder. I turn around. It's very. She was Tony. Tony. And
2: Aww. She, up and
1: she hugs me, and she's just like a regular. Just like regular people. Like you know, why is she saying hi to me? I'm a nobody. <sighs> I'm really nothing. You know, I'm not. I'm not a Hollywood director. And I, you know, she. There's a lot of people there, uh, but and Patrick. Same thing. You're hanging around the guy. He's, he's hanging around. And uh, some of the other actors they respect from the movie. You.
0: They respect some, you.
1: And the other actors from the movie were down to earth, like uh, Katie Sarif. She played Danielle in the movie Annabelle Comes Home. She sat with uh, Judy, talking to her, You're laughing, joking around. Just, just, regular, just regular people, you know? <sighs> they're, they're just nice people. I should say they're nice. That yeah. stuff
0: either night. Nice. You know what's funny, Tony? I gotta cut you off for a second. I um that's the same exact thing. My mom passed away three months after Lorraine in 2019. Long story short, and that's when I first got to meet you guys. We took some of the money that I got from her will and okay. we did a night with Annabelle in 2019. And I get yeah. to have a night with Nesper at Monroe's. Uh was it when uh let me think. I know the name of it off the top of my head. I can't think of it. I'm really flustered right now, but uh Roberto's Roberto's, Roberto's dining yeah. in Monroe, yeah. Connecticut. And yeah. I get to meet Plato, and Plato blessed my my cross. I get to meet Dan Rivera. I get to meet all of them. And then I get to meet the one and only Judy Warren Sparrow, and I get to meet Tony Sparrow. And you signed my Annabelle doll uh, to Adam. Tony, uh, to, uh, Tony's number one fan to Adam. And I get that picture of you, that I got my, my profile picture, giving the thumbs up. And that oh. night, I like, I'm like, shit, what am I going to say to these guys? I'm a fucking dub from Maine. I'm a nobody. And you literally... I saw you at the Warren Con. You go, Mr. Began, Paisan. I go, oh my God, I made a post on Facebook. Tony remembered me. I, I couldn't believe it. You were, you, <laughs> seriously. And Judy, I mean, is Judy right there? Please just give her my love. Tell her I said hi. I will. I will. It's I me and Heather. And oh, Heather's got one. I know I wasn't going to put you on the spot, but Heather and I would love to come down to Forever, Connecticut and maybe break bread with you guys. Yeah,
1: that, that would be
0: the, really, you know, what, well, seriously, you're not just you know, saying well, that? We'll
1: yeah, we'll go to Sal's Pizza we'll go to Sal's I'm going to record this.
0: This is recorded, Tony. So I'm going to hold you to it, brother.
1: Yeah, you see some uh, Sal's from Monroe, Vice uh, well, Italy. He came oh. over from Italy, him and his wife. But they got the best pizza, the best food. He makes got all and beans. He makes all this other. He makes all kinds of good stuff. Stuff that you, that you're not going to get in Maine. You're not going to get it in Maine. But <laughs> so he makes like homemade stuff. This guy
0: and it's really really, really good. It was good, oh, yeah. it was good enough for you. it's good enough for me, Paizan. I'm going to hold you to it, Tony. It's getting recorded. Um, so I'm going to call you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> all right. No problem. No, no, no. No,
0: problem. no, no. no. Um, I do. Hey, we got a little bit of time. Ross says we can go over. What's your favorite Italian dish? I always see you cooking up pasta for Judy. You're right in the kitchen, I see. Huh?
1: Uh, all of it. All of it. Yeah? I you like, love I pasta? Like, I, like, I like eggplant parm. I like, uh, Ooh, I like, so good. I like lasagna. I like manicotti, But I don't eat manigoths a lot. I eat, I eat macaroni and meatballs and sausage and bajol. <gasps> You know, so good, Brajol, you know, and then uh, that kind of stuff. I like hot sausage. I like to make my own meatballs. I make brajol once in a while, Ooh. and uh, sauce. I make the sauce. I love it. I like and zupa de pesce. I like zupa de pesh. Oh. Right, we gotta have
0: another show because we're running out of time. But I gotta ask you real quick too. You love your hot rods. You definitely. do you have the ghost license plate that Ed and Lorraine had? Do you? No. Have you that? know who has it? Oh. You know who? Who took it away from me? Jet because oh. it it, ex- it
1: expired, and I didn't know it expired, and this guy called jimmy haunted took it over oh,
0: mr fucking haunted jimmy you
1: know what happened his wife was looking to surprise him uh for like a haunted license plate she's trying she's trying haunted she's trying she can't find one online that you can look them up to see if they're available she goes, oh i found one ghost because lorraine had let it expire and it was like two years expired from the old car the 33 oh. chevy and
0: yes the black one they will
1: get it he's got that plate so
0: oh, I son got,
1: of a dog. That dog. I bust, I bust, his, I bust his stones all the time.
0: Well, I, got I got a, a, 30, I one, got a 33 Chevy.
1: One. I got a 33 <laughs> Chevy, all restored original, but I also got a 39 Ooh. Chevy Coupe, which Ooh. is a hot rod. Which has got a 350, uh, 355 Chevy in it with a uh, nine-inch rear and uh, uh, aluminum heads. It's got That's four, a hefty four. little it's not, small It's not dumb, but it's got over 400 horse. 400 horse part today is nothing, so... But
0: it's a nice car. So, but a stock car, something that's going to get you A to B. I keep up with you because my old man's got a '70 Buick Grand Sport. I posted it once, and you're like, "Nice car!" And I was like, "Oh shit, Tony likes my." I dad's like car. the Grand
1: Sport. It's got a 455 in it.
0: Big block, so yeah. yeah, yeah. He no, likes it. He don't use we it much.
1: Of, so it's yeah. nice. We got a lot of torque. Nice car.
0: Um, we got a couple minutes left, Tony. I, this has been so much fun. It's, been, it's literally been like talking to a friend of mine. I almost don't feel like I've been on air. There's been a lot of people I've been avoiding in chat, but whatever. Um, I want to talk uh, real quick. We'll promote, um, obviously, Nesper, New England Society for Paranormal Research. People can find your stuff there. They
1: can also go to warrens.net, W-A-R-R-E-N-S, like it, plural, warrens.net. Okay. That's my website, and that's where I'm going to post and on Facebook, all the info coming within a week about the Paracon that's in October. So where to buy tickets and everything. And, and we're going to add these, some terrific speakers to the, to the lineup. And uh, yeah, Fred Richards was there last, yes. last year. He was good. He's good. I believe in UFOs by the way.
0: Oh, uh, someone's going to ask also uh, my friend, Nathaniel Elwell from Nate's paranormal society. He says, hi, he wanted me to say hi. Steve hi. Johnson hi says guys. Hi. All right. George yeah, Morton. I, d- d- d-
1: remember this, there are UFOs. And just because there's UFOs and there's aliens doesn't mean there's not a God. Because remember this, God created everything in the universe, including yeah. aliens. You yeah. don't say, well, that's, that's that throws the, the heck out of uh, the Bible. No, it doesn't.
0: No, it, no doesn't. it
1: doesn't. God created the heavens and the earth. right? But also, maybe these aliens have a Bible, too, that God gave to them.
0: There's no mean, dinosaurs in the, in the Bible, but there was dinosaur bones? Come on, people, they're yeah, so I mean, naive. People, so like naive.
1: people. Lighten up! There's too much evidence that there's uh, aliens out there. Oh,
0: Tony, I gotta, I gotta split a beatball with you and have a beer because I feel like we're old souls, and I'm so glad you came on my show. Um, oh, wish, real quick I, too, you have a couple YouTube channels, correct? You want to give those a shout out? Yeah, yeah, it's,
1: it's the official Warrens. seeks uh, uh, It's official Warrens. It's Tony Sparrow prevent presents the official Warrens channel. If you just look up my name, if you just go to YouTube and punch in Tony Spera, you should order Warrens. Warren's supernatural. You should be able to get it. Uh, it's. Uh, it'll say when you get it on the top. It'll say uh, on the cover page, like of the YouTube. It'll say and the SPR, the yep. official website of Anne Lorraine Warren, and yep. that, that's a lot of YouTube videos on it. Oh, that's
0: so that, many! And he good. does have his own too. Just Tony Sparrow. I follow that. Uh, all your old shows of. Of seekers of supernatural for years, you did that touching base on Hannah Cran. I wanted to talk about Hannah Cran, but we don't get time now. But so much yeah, good stuff.
1: Old, you... old Hannah Cranna, the witch. i Oh, I love
0: that. witches. You know me. other uh, <laughs> all, all the paintings Ed did. And yeah. um, man, I'm so blessed to know you. I, I really do. Like I, I don't know really, you don't believe in false idols, but you're one of the ones in human form that I really look up to. Man, you and Judy, oh, okay. me and Heather love what you
1: guys do. Actually, you know, one time they one time uh, Elvis was walking into a place. Elvis Presley was walking into a place and they go, Elvis, you're the king and he looks at him and he goes, I'm just a singer. Jesus Christ is the king.
0: Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right? Even he was humble. Aaron Elvis Aaron Elvis Presley. you know he was humble. You tell me nineteen thirty five he was born. God. Yep. Yep. Oh, you like my story too? I shared the Beach Boys song. I know you're a Beach Boys fan of my story. I thought you put hearts on it. Um yeah. Shit. they kicking me out, brother. I'm gonna have you back sometime, but Tony, I want to come down and break bread once the weather clears up. Maybe okay, we
1: will, we definitely will. I will yeah. fill you up with food.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm holding you to that, Paizan. I'll, I'll get you and Jody a, a little shot of wine on a, on Heather and I. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds um, okay, may God bless you, my brother. Stay safe out there, you and Dan and all the whole crew. Thank um, you, Vera. thank
1: you,
0: Adam. I couldn't I thank you it. enough for coming on my show, brother. You you flew thank the you. hour by. People are we got about 20 people in chat that are just. Oh, you're very up. welcome.
1: And I'm glad everybody's tuning in, and I hope hope maybe they learned a little something about about God and about
0: life. You know, you're a man's man, Tony. Um All right, my man. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, thanks for everything. Give Judy a big old hug for me, and especially Heather. She loves Judy. She's bought in bracelets. She shares Judy stuff. Um, okay. We can't love okay. you guys enough. So we'll, um, God, we'll, do. we'll. God bless thank you, you both, and we'll break some bread soon. Tony Sparrow, everybody Nesper. Um, thank you for tuning in, Historically Haunted Show. Have a good night, man. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Hello, this is Adam Began, and I'm the host of Historically Haunted show, where I talk about some very rare historical and haunted locations that I visited. I also interview some of the very best in the paranormal and cryptozoology field. So tune in every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on. Paranormal King Radio Network and prepare to be educated about the unknown.